Ball so hard, episode seven. Like the famous A Rod used to say. What's up, man? Rod used to say that man he used to be working at Zomis. Zomis, <laughs> get check you out. But yeah, we're back today. You know, really excited. Little fun episode we have. We're gonna talk a lot about social media. You know, social networking in general. How that is kind of affected society today. But the guest, the guest is a fun one. One of our, uh, I would say, classmates. Honestly, <laughs> one of our classmates. Yeah, he's from the same area as us. Uh, plays basketball at our team at University of Buffalo. It's Janathan Williams. He's a baller. You know, so you guys will hear that through this episode but we're really excited to have him and we'll also jump into the sports segment like we always do on thursdays towards the end that'll be awesome guys we're excited for uh this episode it was an awesome interview with Jonathan, and we can't wait for you guys to hear it but let's uh without further ado let's jump right into our first segment today we're going to be talking about social media really um, big impacts in social media nowadays yeah more than more than obviously anybody could have ever predicted we we've kind of grown up with social media existing our entire lives like during the times when we could have, we, we had MySpace, Facebook at, at a pretty young age. Well, think about that. We were, when MySpace came around, I mean, not that we were using MySpace. I had a MySpace. I did too, but like, it's not like I was really actively right, using right. it, but we were super young. We had to be in elementary school, but that's like, was the first. Fourth, fifth grade. And then Facebook has took over and kind of stayed right. the path. I would say, you can agree with me here. We used to use Facebook, like when we were in middle school. And it was like jokes. It was absolutely oh, yeah. jokes. But you can say that. I, I mean, you said you deleted your Facebook. I, I but, did. I actually recently deleted it like a month ago. Right. But speaking on that, which obviously getting into that makes sense. You would say nowadays that Facebook and everybody can probably agree. This is more, you know, the, the more of adult now. Older generation. Older generation. Like they, the they used the, it all the way coming yeah. up. Then Twitter, I felt like became a big hit too. And we, that was like the hit right after Facebook, I feel like. for all, yeah. I mean, Twitter's been around. But for us, our generation, and then that it's became huge because it's funny. You can search for all your information there. Like if you, if there's a breaking news, you look it up on Twitter, you find it in a second. So I, and obviously we send each other tweets and Twitter's jokes. Twitter sometimes. is jokes. It didn't used to be like that. No, though. no. See, do you think this is something, this is just a funny thought that came to my head is, do you think that like the reason that it blew up at the, uh, you know, for the kids that were in our age group was because everyone's parents started to get Facebook? Everyone caught onto that Facebook thing and everyone was like, all right, fuck this. I'm out. I think it could. And be. then Twitter kind of caught on. Not not saying that Twitter wasn't great, but Twitter was like that alternate source that was also extremely good. So I think that's that is a good, you know, I think that might be the reason. Because think about every when we were young, like you shouldn't be on Facebook that young. I really don't think you should be. No. So I don't know why we were doing that. But when we were that young, everybody had it. Even and our then parents. We literally moved over to like everybody it's not just like a couple people like everybody yeah. moved over and then you get you know a few people that are on facebook i mean i don't really associate with a lot of no, people no. but but yeah it's more of a parents thing and I, I i agree with you on that yeah for sure but um yeah F facebook is pretty irrelevant for for both of us today uh not saying that it's an irrelevant I look at social media yeah. app like there's still millions and millions of people that use it like mm -hmm. consistently i'll but, scroll on it here and there here and there. I mean, yeah, I don't, I haven't, I haven't used it. For, I, I don't yeah. use it anymore. I, I just kept getting like all these like bot messages from people in, like inviting you to like certain games. Farmville? Farm, dude, <laughs> don't, don't question me about that Farmville grind. My farm was, my farm was next level on some Charlotte's web shit. Okay. There was another one too. I don't think I played Farmville that much. I think there was another one, but I forgot what it was called. They all, like the games where you could like, it would take time for things to get done. Where you had to log in, do a task, and then it would take 30, 45 minutes to get done or like a couple hours to get done. Like your crops in Farmville, <laughs> it would take like a day for a certain thing to grow. So you'd have to log back in the next you day. You know what I was thinking of is, is funny. Just speaking on Facebook still. When we were in middle school, just remember what we used Facebook for. Like for rate. Oh, like for to be honest. Just all that stupid LMS shit. For that, and it's funny. Like we did that stuff and I've seen... You know, within like the past few years, especially my younger, younger brother, I've seen him do similar things, not really anymore, but 
on like Snapchat or even Instagram at times. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. But at the same time, I think about it, my Facebook was whack. Like what I was Bad. posting was whack. I scrolled back and saw some of the shit that I used to post and I was like, oh my God. Remember it would be like hanging out with Tyler Candelaria yeah. and three others. And then like, you'll just like click on it and it'd be like who you're hanging out with. Yeah. Like, Letting the world, like, no one gives a fuck who you're hanging out with. That bro. was bad, along with my YouTube channel. Anyone that knows me knows oh my YouTube channel is a little suspect. Tyler's, Tyler's YouTube channel, man, those were the days. Tyler, okay, so for those of, the, those of you who don't know, Tyler used to post some, oh my God, he posted everything. Some covers, some Justin Bieber, Bieber covers. Baby. baby. The baby cover was, was incredible. <laughs> he posted some, like, real real good content. He posted some, like, some like not like TikTok type shit, but like just like funny content. You want to know something shit. funny though? Even on YouTube, I don't know back how then. I didn't get paid any revenue for it, dude. I'm telling you, before I got my hands on that baby video, because I didn't have my hands, I can't get my hands on any other video. I forgot my password. I don't even know the email. I don't even know how you got your hands on that baby. I video. don't know. Somehow, some way, when someone pulled it up, and I'm pretty sure somebody pulled it up in middle school, like in a class, and somehow, some way, I got my hands on it to delete it. I'm telling you. That I had close to ten thousand views. I'm like, yeah, that's maybe that's not even that much, but I thought I should get some revenue out of that. Just saying, a couple bucks. Yeah, a couple dollars. Come on, cents. You earned it after <laughs> all the years of people just. That was funny, man. The, the, no, those, it's fun. Those are jokes. Though. Back, that was back in like funny. what fifth grade. Yeah, I, I would say think about it now. You know, with social media, there, there's obviously ones that we love, and there's also useful ones as well. What do you? What's like? Do you think? You know, personally, are the top five or top three? I would say most yeah. useful because it's not really five useful. Right? Yeah, the, I I don't I don't use too many. So top top three most useful social medias today for me personally, uh, number one for me is Twitter because I use Twitter for all sorts of stuff. Like I use Twitter for getting sports updates, news updates, what's going on in the world. I follow like musicians and producers and stuff that I that I enjoy to listen to. It just keeps me up to date with music, but then it's also for like the jokes too, because yeah. you There's can't jokes. you can't find like the shit you find on Twitter. You really can't find anywhere else. Just the interactions that people have. So there's also that. So that's just really useful for me in my everyday life, and as well as also like sports betting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, jeez, um, man, I would. Uh, there's a difference between you useful and what you like. Right. I was going to say, because useful... Because Instagram is probably what I like the best, but I don't think it's the most useful. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, YouTube's, YouTube's not like... That would count, I think. I think... The, uh, you, does YouTube count? No, YouTube, no, YouTube shouldn't no, count. YouTube. I, I can give you a top three right now while you kind of search, though. I, I can give you a top I mean, three. yeah, I guess I would say, because the fact that I don't use much, much uh, social media... Uh, it, it would really just be Instagram, um, or something. Instagram and then Snapchat. Cause the only three social medias I really use, unless you want to count like discord. Yeah. Cause discords, I mean, I obviously use to talk to people through like, if I'm playing a game on my computer, but mm-hmm. that's it. Personally, what I would say for useful, I have my, so my, say my three favorites, you know, you can jump into those two as well. My three yeah. most use, uh, definitely Instagram is probably number one, Twitter and Snapchat. Those are like my three most. But TikTok is probably jumping up there. I mean, I've used that a lot. See, but like, yeah, I can't. Well, that's the, well, I've been like on the app. If I looked right. at my time used, I'd bet probably pretty high right now. But useful. <laughs> I don't think you have one of these. And I actually like kind of recommend you do. It's not like something it's you go on it and you enjoy looking at it. <laughs> but not, yeah. LinkedIn is very useful. Yeah. It's the social media. And I've, you know, you connect with just anybody that's like important. I connect with them. I try to. At least. I didn't even think of LinkedIn when I was yeah. thinking of social media. Right. I'm thinking of like fun social. Media. Right, LinkedIn right. Is super I would useful. say that's super useful for that sense. I think Twitter with all the information, and then I have to say Instagram. I think Snapchat's kind of a joke. I don't even really like Snapchat that much, but no, I have right. it just because everybody else has it. We've had it since middle school. Right. Yeah. It's everybody's had Snapchat for forever. So those are the social medias that you know are some of our favorites, the ones that we find to be the most useful. Um, so now list off some of, you know, give me at least one social media that, you know, you dislike the one, the ones that you don't use ever. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate any type of social media or dislike any social media, but Facebook, I don't use that much as much as the other ones. I go on and I scroll, I check out, you know, how family members are doing. I'll post about our podcast or anything important that maybe I've done in my life pictures just to put out there some somewhat active, but that's not much to be honest on Facebook. Um, like I, dude, Snapchat, I was kind of saying before. I'm not huge on the Snapchat, to be honest. I use it, 
I mean, a decent amount. But I feel like there's a lot of people that if you you can like look at people's snap score sometimes. And there's like people in the millions, like they just don't get off their fucking phone. Yeah, or that that blows my mind. I use my phone a lot, and I I probably I need to probably not look at it as much anymore. But for Snapchat personally, I think my snap score is like a hundred and fifty thousand, which is compared to a lot of people is fucking low. Like, yeah, really mine's low. like right. I think mine's like right under that somewhere, and and that's like I've seen people up there, like you in said, over a million. But to be fair, my Actually, so my one Snapchat, because I think Snapchat came out when we were in like eighth or seventh grade, around yeah, seventh, something maybe. like that around there. And I actually had to delete my Snapchat one time. I'm pretty sure. I think it got. I don't. I think Hacked I forgot or something. my password. I think I forgot or something. I got logged out. Yeah. So it probably be a little bit higher because then I think either tenth or ninth grade is probably when I got it back going. But still, nothing crazy. Like I don't use it on the regular. Right. I probably got a hundred thousand of the you know of that snap score that i have now in the first three years that i used it you know mm-hmm. i used it way more back then than i do now but like, there's uh, some people with streaks they're like 700s 800 i actually used to have a 700 day streak like in high school i think the longest streak dude the longest streak i ever had was with like kyle mcmillan dude i really think kyle mcmillan me and him had a streak for like 500 something days or something like that that was the longest one i ever had by the way i know kyle has listened to this a few times he, he sent me some messages so i'm gonna make sure you listen to this one but congrats to you bro congrats yes. on getting engaged seriously shout out to kyle. Gonna bring him up like that congrats right bro. definitely dude yeah shout out to kyle on the engagement that's huge it's funny me and kyle actually he's gonna laugh his ass off now that he's listening right now because we're making him listen to this yep we actually had like it or beef not. on facebook when we <laughs> When we were like, Shit. when we were like in fifth grade or sixth grade, for some reason I knew girls from like other elementary schools, and somehow he he like I was I had a, some type of girlfriend at the time. I don't know some you know elementary quotation. I forgot right? it wasn't. Even, and I think he just like sent me a message on Facebook and was like, "Your girlfriend's ugly." Oh I was like, yeah, Shit. buddy. <laughs> and we got a little uh, our first Facebook beef. beef. <laughs> That's funny though. But Kyle's a good guy been a pleasure sharing the last name with Kyle for yeah all these years yeah. <laughs> with social media as you like you said you don't use Snapchat too much you deleted Facebook yep so this is social media is obviously a huge thing there was a social networking uh Netflix you know like movie documentary type of thing I didn't really watch much of it but I know about it you honestly you don't even need to watch it to know what's going on with social media it's become a problem it's also become very good for you know developing connections and you know, finding maybe the right job or anything like that, but there's also tons of cons. So what do you think about, you know, that whole situation? Uh, Like, like you said, there's, there's obviously pros and cons to social media, what we're looking to do and what we do for a living and what field that we are Mm -hmm. in. It's, it would, we'd be irrelevant in that sense without social media. So it's obviously game changing and life changing for so many people, but we don't live in a utopia. We don't have, a, everyone doesn't act accordingly. Everyone, no one acts perfect and everyone doesn't use social media the way it's intended to be used. A lot of people use it for negative reasons and there's a lot of negative results from that. So I, I think personally, social media over the past, you know, four or five years has just gradually become worse and worse and more toxic. Right? Don't do you agree? I see what you're saying because based on the fact that it's become about likes over anything, friends, yeah. real friends. It's about followers over real friends. Yeah. Think about it. You can have, you see a lot of, I would say girls specifically, but there's also guys too. I mean, oh, there's yeah. definitely well, not, a lot of guys. Not lie. There's, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys as well that have a ton of following. There's just people that we even know. I'm not saying they have like, famous people following, but there's people with a ton of following. And sometimes you, you kind of like fall, like you just, you tend to love that rather than you're, you know, you can fall away from your real friends and stuff like that at some points. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's like, if you unfollow somebody on social media, some people treat that like it's the cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. If you get unfollowed on social media, it's like, drop everything. Holy shit. We're not friends. We are no longer friends in real life. This person, not acquaintances, this nothing. person fucking hates me. That's the first thing that people will go to. And if you get blocked by somebody on social oh, media, done. oh, it's done. You're never it's speaking done. You never talking to that person again. If you see them in person, it is the most awkward moment of your life. And honestly, with social media and that negative effect that we're kind of on, obviously there's positive, but I kind of want to stick on this right now. It's become not even just for the likes. It's become kind of strange sometimes, too, because think about it nowadays. Your phone or computer, anything you like say, it seems like. Or yeah. tight, like you're getting ads about stuff 
all the time. You were just telling me the other day on YouTube or showing me that all these ads that you looked at one thing one time and they just yeah. I know that they are finding that because what you search and they you know try to get make you you know get a product or something. But it is strange how how much information that they really hold and it's it, social media is, is it's kind of scary in that aspect. It is. I, it makes you feel like your phone's just always listening to you. It's watching what you're doing, where you're going. It knows everything. I I've gone. I've gone and like left my phone at home and I've gone out to eat and then came home or something. And then I have an ad a couple hours later of where I went to dinner. I'm out to to dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. All of a sudden I have a coupon from the Cheesecake Factory on Instagram when I'm scrolling through. Like it makes no sense. I don't understand the algorithm or like what's going on behind the scenes. But I definitely think that we need. I wish more information on how our, our our information is taken in and processed and used, especially for advertising. I wish that was uh, more common knowledge in society and how they do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little shady to me. It is. And it's affected a lot of things. Social media has even elections to say where that just happened. That that stuff is like I'm pretty sure in that movie or I don't I don't think it was social network, but there was another movie that I think it was Zuckerberg. and. I don't know, just how votes can be like they can find out if who you voted for. Yeah. Based just all, I don't really know how that happens. Like you were saying, I don't. Know, <laughs> but it happens. I do want to say one thing, and this is I'm not getting political here. I'm just stating a fact of something that has happened over on social media with this election. Is this is the first election that we've ever had where social media is like? I mean, I know I know Trump was big on Twitter before, but this is the biggest election in American history and obviously the only one that's been with social media presence this large. So seeing the our president of the United States is now flagged on Twitter for like a, over a dozen tweets as misleading information tweets. Twitter has flagged them as, you know, if you click on the tweet, it'll say this tweet may contain information that is misleading for an election. The president of the United States has been getting flagged for tweets like that. I'm not saying I'm siding with either side or whatever here. I'm just saying that it's crazy that it's come to the point where social media outcry is is affecting our president. You know, you know like you know, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I get and I understand what they this this election is obviously weird, but I think I don't think that should be allowed to be honest. Like, I mean, that's, that's, I get it. Like I get what, what they're trying to do, but I don't think that's should be allowed. I just think he should shut up and just let people vote. No, let no, him, no, let right, go right. vote. no, no, no. I understand. But that's I don't think I mean. that you should be able to cover everything he puts out there. You really shouldn't be able to do that. I don't think that should be allowed. What, what do you mean? Like, because, you, because I know that there's a, there for other political figures as well. I'm even Biden and anybody else that's ran. They've put out false information before, and I yeah, and their right. stuff doesn't get flagged though. Like I, he, I feel like he could true. Have singled out recently. True, true, true. But but the blatant lies about like the rigged, all these rig, this being rigged, this being rigged. Like he was quoting people that had no like source on stuff being rigged, and he was just saying like, oh look at this, oh look at this, this is you know this this and that, and it's like, I don't know, we'll see where what, are you getting yeah. it from? You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not slandering them i'm just saying like social media is just uh it's crazy because without it obviously no one would know he's he's having those thoughts you know yeah. no one would know so it's just like crazy I mean, we'll see, but we can, we gotta be honest that social media has like you said it's brought us a lot like what we do has to do with social media it's yeah with this especially with this whole pandemic going on getting a job in social media is is, is huge because that's something you can do remotely you don't need Definitely. to be in an office that's a lot of that's huge right now it's it's one of the biggest you know, probably one of the better jobs you can you can find if you're able to do that for a living and you know something you like to do and to get paid for it. But it's also with COVID going on and haven't been able to really travel or this is almost like the Facebook. You know, we're talking about family and stuff. Yeah, it's been a way that even Instagram too that you can reach out to you know family members and oh, talk. Oh, for sure. You know? So that, that there is a lot of positives to it as well. For sure. Yeah. The the yeah the the I know we've been talking about the negatives for sure. Yeah. The, the, there's there's a. Uh, there are plenty of positives. And just like Tyler said, during the pandemic, um, I, I've even reached out to friends that I haven't talked to in, in years. And it's it's pretty cool that we have systems where we can just look someone up knowing their name. Mm-hmm. And you could find them with a couple clicks. And there's nothing else that you could ever imagine. Like, you could never imagine something like that being around 25 years ago, you know? Right. And just the fact that we have that is 
pretty fucking awesome. And without social media, I mean, I know it's affected us probably as people and how we communicate, you know, face to face because we sometimes we're covered by a screen. And that's a lot of people. They don't like to say things face to face when they're being covered right. by a screen. They will, yes. you know, comment, you know, message, whatever they don't want to say. But with that being said, we wouldn't have known a lot of people that we know today. The connections that we've built, we're, you know, we're working with San Antonio Homes and without social media, that probably never happens. It doesn't. It, yeah. it, plain and simple. Without social media, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be in the position to work with someone like San Antonio. You know, we wouldn't have the position to be able to list something like that on our resume and work with the awesome people that he has around him. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's just an honor to be able to do something like that. And social media was the reason for that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have that to thank for it. But, you know, like, like you just said on the flip side, um, I do think like the way that, like you said, with people. Twitter fingers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Twitter fingers, the Twitter fingers are real. You, you, there are people that just sit behind a screen and, and will sit there and slander you until they're blue in the face because that they can. There is no risk of what they're doing. They can't get hurt. You know, they're hiding behind their phone screen. But the best way to just combat that is one, just like don't confront anyone that's doing something like that and mm -hmm. then just ignore you don't because they're, they're gonna just keep coming yeah. at you because they have nothing to lose they're sitting there behind their screen acting tough and this is totally true as well and i actually heard it on a podcast the other day they were talking about people you know younger people starting up podcasts or for example you know just starting something that's different i mean i know podcasts have become a norm now a lot of people are starting them yeah but stuff that's different and then you go back to you know, when you were in high school or when you were younger and stuff like that. And sometimes people are afraid to do things like that because they're worried about what people are going to think or what they're going to say. So it could yeah. take time for them to, you know, move into that aspect. And I feel like I've become, I was maybe victim of that when I was younger too. Oh, I, I was for you know, sure. worried what people would think about it and they think that's weird or something like that. People think it's awesome now, but my advice to, you know, a younger audience is just, if there's something that you, you definitely are good at, and you can, you know, do well in, I think that you just got to go out and do it no matter what people are going to say, because people are going to talk shit no matter what it, it, you could be older, younger. At the end of the day, if you're doing that and you're doing it well, dude, people, I, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not just saying this. People like honestly, sometimes are jealous. Like they yeah. wish they could be in a position where they could do that. And they just feel like, oh, well, you know what? If they're just, I'm just going to, you know, make fun of them or something. So yeah. they, so they, they so, so, they, so they act like they feel shitty about doing it when, I'm sure they'd want to do something similar too. If they could yeah. be really good at something like that too, they'd want to do it, but they're just, you know, kind of afraid to do it. So the jealousy factor comes in. I, I heard that on a podcast and I really, like, I relate to that. It makes them feel better about themselves when they sit there and slander your shit when they realistically just want to be in the position to do that themselves. And like, yeah, I feel bad for people like that sometimes. And it's like, yeah, you, you can't be a dick to people though. You know, mm -hmm. you can't, you, you can't just sit there and be jealous and then take it out on the people, you know, I, for me personally, if I see a friend of mine that's doing something that's successful, if they're succeeding in life and, you know, they start doing something, you know, for our case, it's a podcast or they start up a new business or, you know, someone's, someone just got engaged, you know, like mm -hmm. it, I'm out congratulating them. Exactly. Like, that's awesome, man. Like I want to see my boys like mm -hmm. win. I like, I don't want to be, around people who are jealous i want us to be around people who like enjoy seeing no matter what each other win you know no i love that and you know, that reminds me of when we talked to brad lambert he was the same way and right i like i i am very positive guy i like to like you said i like i like when people are doing well because and when you're like that to other people people are going to be like that to you and exactly. sometimes people aren't going to be like that but fuck them right like who cares right but yeah. the people that you truly you know are developing you know friendships with and relationships with they're going to, you know, help you in the end as well. And in the end of the day, when you're a grown ass adult, yeah, you, gonna... you control the people that you surround mm -hmm. yourself with. Let's not, let's not front here. Like, let's, no. let's be completely honest when you're out on your own and you're living your life, like you control the people you surround yourself with mm -hmm. the people that come in and out of your life are controlled by you. Yeah. And dude, you got to have confidence in anything you do, yeah. no matter what, because you know, if for a grown ass adult, like you're saying, and if they're the people that are behind the screen, not talking shit, they, you seriously need to look yourself in the mirror and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, seriously, like, I don't know. If you're sitting there just sitting there with, with just an angry look on your face, just aggressively tapping on your phone with your thumbs out, some angry ass message to somebody or just some hateful ass shit over the phone, like just 
stop and just delete that shit and just rethink whatever you're doing mm -hmm. because it's dumb. Just like it makes no sense. What are you gonna get from it? If you have something that's really that it's gonna important, make you feel good to put somebody else down. Yeah, what? Like it makes no sense to me. Like if you have something that important and something that crazy that's on your mind, and it's and it's involving a person that matters that much to you. Like if you're gonna get that mad, if it's someone that matters that much to you, then you should just be able to go and tell them to their face or even call them up on the fucking phone. Like say it over the phone even. Like call them. This the whole sitting there typing. If they have an issue with you, like even even that's more personable than sitting there and sending a tweet or a message or even a text message. You know, it 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 just makes no sense to me on how people just sit there behind their phones and and just type away. Yeah. No, I agree. But on the other flip side, though, totally, you know, kind of push. I'm still staying with social media, but, you know, kind of making it a little more funny. It just came to my head when you're we talking about this. I have a funny social media memory. OK. And you're going to laugh. All right. Remember when we were freshmen in high school? Yeah. And we played freshman baseball. Yeah. Remember Easy Money? Oh, that is a story. That yeah, is a crazy good story. For no reason. But. You know, it was a it was a good story in the end. You can tell it, but it's so funny. We there was a you know a rival school called the Fairport Webster and Fairport, and my cousin goes to the Fairport, and so I I, I don't really it, it went to Fairport, so it's always funny to you know joke around about it. And he played on the other team as well, but they used to I don't know Easy Money was their thing. it was the cool yeah. it was like oh, the Johnny craze Manziel. it it was the craze yeah. of the time because Johnny Manziel was just you know like. Heisman Manziel, the Easy Money. Uh, so that was like Sally. Fairport's thing. Like the, the people that we knew were, you know, putting pictures of that. Yeah. So we had beat them in baseball. Like handily. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> on the ass. bus after the game, we all had the flash and the Easy Money signs. And we, it, it was on social media. We were just we were, having fun. Oh, no, yeah. We were, we were tweeting it to them. Like, I feel like you could do that. It's just a joke. Like people, that's true. We were trolling. We were trolling and people troll all the time. It's funny. Honestly, we're, we're going to put, we're going to put the picture up on, on our social media. We'll put the easy money picture up. I have it on my phone. Shut the fuck yep. up. Yep. We'll put it on social media yes. for you guys to see. I have the easy money picture on my phone. That is funny. And that is, we did get in a little bit of trouble, but also you got to understand the position. I guess they have to do that, but it's trolling. We had the condition in baseball, yeah. bro. Oh man. We ran in baseball. <laughs> we ran a lot, but it's trolling. It was jokes. I mean, it happens all the time. But think about think about basketball. Think about when we were in the fan section, how much trolling we do in oh there. Oh, my God. People would say some foul shit in our yeah. fan section sometimes. But to the point, like, our principal had to, like, sit us down. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and he was like, he you guys did. need to, like, chill. He wanted to, like, cancel pep rallies or whoever was at the time. I will remember this one. The one um, time that was, it was, like, it was a good chatter. I mean, it wasn't like we weren't slandering anybody. It was, uh, I think it was Honeyway Falls coach. Their coach looked like Joey Fatone oh. <laughs> from NSYNC, who was like one of the lead singers yeah. from NSYNC. Yep. So we would just sit there and like chat and people would sit there and play uh, the NSYNC music, like mm -hmm. blasted in their cars, leaving the building. And I guess eventually it caught on. But Dude, especially when we, dude, we played those rivalry games. And when we were juniors in high school, that was when the fan section was was nuts that was so much fun to go to those games that yeah. was that was great but and now that social media social media was obviously big then that wasn't that long ago five six years ago but no. there have been a lot more trolling nowadays but there was trolling honestly dalton used to troll on social media i'm pretty sure and like sean i'm pretty sure but people would troll and it was, it was really funny but when it's all fun and games and it's yeah. with people that really you know don't care then like yeah you can have fun but exactly there's there's definitely like a, a firm boundary between the two yeah, especially. Yeah, and staying on basketball, right now we have joining us Jonathan Williams, University of Buffalo junior forward. Hope you enjoy the interview. So coming on the Boss Hard University podcast now, we have Jonathan Williams, University of Buffalo forward. He's straight out of Rochester, highly recruited out of high school. How you doing, bro? Good, man. Doing real good. Dude, we were... a day at a time, working hard. How y'all doing? Good. We're doing good, man. Really appreciate you coming on, bro. So, you know, up, the upcoming season's coming up, man. How Have you guys been able to practice a little bit, like, coming into that right now? Oh, yeah, we've been practicing a lot. Yeah. How many? Practicing a lot. We got, like, frequent testing every week. And now we finna get tested three times a week. We got the season coming up. First game, November 25th. Oh, so they're nice. coming up pretty Yeah, it's coming up weeks. soon. Yeah. Yeah, we're... we're, we're, we're we're super excited for that too. We can't wait to see the team this year. And how, how you how you feeling about this season? How's the how's the squad looking? 
That's the goal. Yeah, how has COVID, how has that been like affected, like affecting your practice schedule and like how much you guys are able to get into the gym at all? Um, at first it was really like strict, like, um, you know, like tough to get in the gym, tough, like we had an hour to practice and lift weight. Like we had an hour of weights and an hour in the gym. So at first it was real tough when we first got back. Fresh out of quarantine, but now that we do the frequent testing and everything, it's really, it's really like not back to normal. But we get enough time that we need to get extra work, work before practice, and we still cover our same practice time that we usually do. Sweet, sweet. So back, uh, so you're you're a junior now. Um, mm-hmm. back when you were a freshman, you played with guys like CJ Massenberg, Nick Perkins, you know, a, a highly ranked team that was a, you know, Buffalo's best basketball team probably ever. So what was it like having the experience, getting to play with those guys, you know, learn from those guys and be on that team? It was, it was, um, a great learning experience, you know, just learned a lot from guys that had pro mindsets and just knew the game, you know, and just was good players and good. They just set the um, culture for how we want Buffalo basketball to be. Right. And also a guy on that team as well was Dante Carruthers, and he's from Rochester as well. So what's it like playing with guys that, you know, you're familiar with, stuff like that? Oh, it was it was good because, you know, and it was fun because, you know, we, we kind of come from the same type of background and stuff like that. So it was just like he – he was in the same position as me at one point, and then we we met each other in, at a D one level, and he 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 helped a lot. He he did a lot for us. Just not just me, my other freshman as well, Rondo. He gave us rides, everything, talks, just helping us out on the court. Just a good leader. Yeah, it's always good to have you know that leadership on on the on a squad like that for sure. Um, so back, you know, back when, when you were finishing up high school, you know, we, uh, we saw that you were recruited, you know, heavily by some other schools too. Uh, we even saw Syracuse even in the mix a little bit too. Another really good D1 program. Uh, what, what made you choose, uh, the Bulls over, over anything else? Um, honestly, it was, um, a decision that I made based on like coming from where I come from is just. Like, I want to show kids that it's like it's possible to go D1 and make it, you know, because I mean, I know I could have went high major and stuff like that, but I feel like that type of route is kind of like make them like to them it look like it's kind of like impossible. Mm-hmm. I feel like Buffalo is a place, I'm not saying it's like below anybody, but like it's a place that's possible to make. It's right there, it's right close to home. They can see what I'm doing. They can speak to me, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's it's just an inspiration for other kids that, that was in my shoes, that, that's going to be in my shoes as well. I mean, let's not lie. You're, I mean, your freshman year, Buffalo was better than Syracuse. Yeah, <laughs> let's not lie. You guys, yeah. built, you guys built something special year one, and, you know, yeah. you can prove those people wrong that are thinking, like, oh, why, why didn't he choose this? Why didn't he choose that? And it's like right. – you guys had a insane round one win against a team that people had in their final fours. Many thousands of people had and, in their final and four. And you guys went to the dome and you beat them too. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. That's so right. spe- speaking on that, I actually saw the other day that you guys are heading back to the dome again this year. How many have you played yeah. there? Like a lot? Like even? In, or have you only played there a couple times? I only played there a couple times, honestly. But I, I had like a couple scrimmages there. Yeah, I like I like the dome. It's real nice. Yeah, no, it's definitely I'm obviously yeah one of the top places to go in college basketball, especially when there's a a ton of fans there. But yeah, but yeah. So what do you think this year with like either you know some places will probably have limited fans. I know we're probably not going to have fans, obviously. But what what is that? What is your kind of mindset going into that? Um, I'm not, I mean, I honestly, me personally, I don't. I 
I'm not like, I don't really notice the fans in the game. Like you know what I'm saying? Like until yeah. like after the game, I probably watch like damn, that was, you know, that was crazy. Right. But like really, most times like I don't really notice the fans. Like I just be playing. Like, I be so zoned out. Like I don't be really. I don't feed off the fans like that. I mean, I, I like like hearing the like when you hit a jumper or something like you get a dunk. Yeah. And you hear the crowd going crazy like that. That it brings energy, but like. Like as far as like distraction or like getting like uptight about the fans, I like, it don't bother me no, like that. So um, so, I, mean, I feel like I feel like with COVID though, like my father cut you off. Bro. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Keep going. It'll be like it'll be like I don't know. I feel like some players are gonna play better. I think. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Yeah, you know, cause like some players are pressured about the fans, about, um, fans and stuff like that. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I'm just ready to see how it's gonna be, honestly. Yeah, when you're in the position, when you do have fans too, it's like always key to just tune, you know, tune it out, right? You just we we've never we've never gotten to play sports at that level, you know, where we had to worry about you know fans actually impacting the game or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But it is cool to see, you know, that you're able to tune that out. Uh, So talking about the season a little bit more. Uh, you know, you, do you have any, uh, personal goals for this season? And then you, uh, you guys as a team as well, do you guys have any team goals that you're looking to set? I mean, me personally, I, I just want to win, you know, I know my work and everything I put in will pay off. So, I mean, I put in a lot of hours with this game, and especially on the off season. I really hound in and re re perfecting my game and recraft my game personally. But I honestly, I just want to win games. The rest will take care of itself. For sure. We win games, everybody gets publicity. Everybody gets looked at. Everybody gets opportunity. That's how I see it. Yeah, as long as you you know keep you know, staying on the radar. You know, teams are looking yeah. at you. You got you got to be the Mac champs this year. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. So growing up, did you play any other sports other than basketball at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played football and I boxed. Okay. I, I was, I was real good at football. I like boxing too. I just when I just took basketball. Like when I locked in on basketball, I locked in. But I played I played football in high school. I was real good. I, I just I didn't really you know I I didn't want to play when I left the Cali my senior year. It was over with. It was like it was done. Definitely. So uh, a fun fun question for you here. Um, so if there was, you know, growing up or even now, uh, if there's one NBA team that you wanted to play for, that you know, just always dreamt of playing for, who who would that be? I ain't gonna lie, I I had one dream that I played for the Knicks. Oh yeah, let's go. I'm going to say that one. <laughs> Let's go. No, for sure. I actually was looking at – I saw it was on ESPN the other day, and they had one of their mock drafts coming out this year, and I actually, they had the Knicks at the 27th pick uh, taking Isaiah Stewart. So that's another Rochester guy yeah. too. So that would be yeah. a pretty yeah. dope that's opportunity. Yeah, I mean, you, you've you played with a lot of those guys from Rochester. You play with the City Rocks, right? So you yeah, played yeah. with all those, you know, guys that made it to the next one D1 level. So what have you – kind of learn from playing with all those guys and, you know, how, what do they learn from you? Like, it's just a great opportunity, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like I ain't really learned much from them because, I mean, we all was booming in the recruiting process, but I, I learned how to, like, I don't know because I'm, like, yeah, I, I did learn from them. Let me take that back because I learned how to, like, move like a, you know, like a Division One basketball player. Like, right. Because before I didn't never think I'd be in this position, like you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't know I didn't know basketball was gonna be like this for me. So I mean, I just I learned how to like actually like carry myself as a basketball player, D1 basketball player. So that's what they really they really showed me how to do, honestly. So uh, as soon as uh, you're a junior now, so you got one, this season and the next season. Uh, once college is done and, and you graduate and move on, you know, what goals do you got for the future? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go to the league. There go, yes, there go. Trying to play pro basketball for as long as I can. And then I want to use the money that I make in my pro career to invest in some businesses or something like that. And then I want to start a, um, a mental health business. Okay. Like I, I want to start something dealing with mental health because I feel like people should learn more about it and get more help with it. 
It's not, not talked about enough in today's society, that's yeah, for sure. It's not, it's not talked about enough at all. So. And that's awesome to hear, bro, because obviously we know you got that next step. You want that dream to go to the NBA or just play professional in a sense. But just to yeah. hear that, you know, with some of the money that you make that you want to, we never, you never really hear the side of, you know, players or anybody, what they want to do, you know, with that money when they're done or, you know, while right. they're playing. So that's a, that's a pretty dope thing that you're trying to do. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people too, at a young age are just, you know, chasing the bag like they're just chasing money and that's literally right. it you're yeah. looking at the, you're looking at the future you're looking at the long-term goal how to help society yeah that that's huge man that that's respect on that for sure Appreciate it. so where's game one is game one in uh is that in buffalo or is it out that's we don't even you don't know even know yet, yet. That's, that's the crazy part like we don't know we just know we playing so I'm excited, but I'm I'm just ready. I don't I don't care. We gotta go out the country. I'm just ready. <laughs> Hell yeah! At this point, it's been too long. Nah, for sure, man. <laughs> I can't wait to watch some basketball, especially after it all got canceled last year. But Nathan, bro, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, love the insight, love everything. Good luck this season, and really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. Appreciate we appreciate it. it. Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all stay safe. You yeah, too, you man. too. Have a good one. Good luck. And now we're gonna get into this week's sports segment. Uh, we got some really good NFL ones this weekend, starting with tonight's game. Which we got, we got is quick picks for the night. Yeah. Quick picks for tonight. We're trying to make this episode a little bit shorter this week. Um, so honestly, before before we get these picks off, why don't we uh, tell tell everybody what we're gonna start doing with uh, the episode switch real quick? With how we're you know how we're gonna switch up right. the episodes? Yeah, we're gonna start posting once a week so we can get more content out there. Our goal is to start posting more uh, social media content, you know, start uh, posting more clips of our episodes for you guys to hear, get a little bit more uh, word out there about what we're doing. And then it also gives us a little bit more time to, you know, get better guests and that kind of stuff. Right. And especially I like our Thursday record to Friday time. I like right before the weekend gets re- gets uh, released. You can get a little more viewing that way. Have a whole week to get some content, a whole week to get some guests, you know, even ahead of that. So I like, I like what we're doing in that sense, and we can get a lot of stuff on social media, like you said. Yeah, so looking forward to the future. So we're looking at Friday episodes from here on out, just uh, concluding today. So with that being said, let's start with fucking huge game. Fucking huge game. I will. We can talk a little bit about this one because this is your team. Yeah. And it's tonight. So that's why we can talk about it. Like I was mentioning you before, like this is a huge game for you guys. It's a huge game for Tennessee as well, but. Even bigger for the Colts because, like I said, you don't want to play catch up nope. throughout the season. They'll be down two games with a loss, the two game swing at that point. A win gets them in the first place. I don't. This is gonna be a close one, but I I actually like Indy. I'm gonna go 27 21 Indy. Yeah, man. I I uh, I think the Colts uh, front seven can stop Derrick Henry. The Colts defense has been nothing but fantastic against the run this season. Uh, defense has not been the reason that we've been losing games. It's obviously on the offense and Rivers. So, uh, but I think the defense gets it done against Tennessee, and the offense just squeezes it out and just you know can get the scores that we need. Mm-hmm. And I think the Colts uh, edge twenty eight to twenty four here. I like it. I like it. Uh, second game of the week is another AFC team, AFC South team uh, against the five and three Browns, the Texans. Texans and Browns. This one here, I I like. I hate the Browns. So it's not why I'm saying that because I've picked the Browns a lot this year. I think the Texans get it done handily, 28-17. I also am going to – actually, no, I think I'm going to switch this one up. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns on this one. I think Baker gets it done. I'm going to go Baker high scoring 33-28 to Cleveland. The next one is a little game that you, you shouldn't really care much about this week, but maybe you got some fantasy guys going. But it is Washington versus the Lions. Kind of a suspect game. I'm going to stick with the Lions this week. You know, probably in like a 30-23 game around there. Yeah, Lions defense is atrocious, but Washington's all, is also re- Washington just sucks. Plain out, flat, simple. Uh, I think the Lions get it done here. Stafford comes back, does his thing, 31-25 Lions. Yeah, staying in the NFC, well, actually an AFC team as well. We got the Packers and the Jags. This one, you know, a blowout. That's all I can really say. Green yeah. blowout. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, there's really nothing you can really talk about with that one. You got Rodgers at QB against a porous Jags D. There's nothing more you could really ask for a two-touchdown win for the Packers here. So I got Packers 32-14. Yeah, I like that. And this next one, we have the best division in football matchup, the Giants <laughs> and the Eagles, NFC East football. You got to love that. That's like Maction. That's almost like Maction. It almost is Maction. That is almost Maction right there. Uh, I like the Eagles in this one. I think the Eagles, 
you know, they're getting a little better, but with the NFC East, they've been rolling. So I think the Eagles are going to win this one. They're going to win it 30 to 26. I mean, Eagles are a three and a half point favorite. So this is a small upset on this on from what Vegas is opening up at. But I'm going to take the Giants here at home, actually. Uh, I think the Giants can get it done. Uh, 25 to 19 Giants. No, I, I can see it. I can see it going either way. This next one, we got the Bucks and we got the Panthers. Another NFC game. Bucks just got beat by 35. I don't think Brady's ever played that bad in his life. <laughs> um, like you said, Antonio Brown effect. Hopefully, then maybe that's a maybe it's a fucking curse. Could be a thing. Maybe it is. But I think Bucks obviously bounce back here. They're gonna win it 35-23. Oh boy, high scoring for the Bucks. I think the Bucks can get it done too. I just don't think that they're gonna score uh, a ton. I think it might be a 27 to 20. Kind of game. Okay. No McCaffrey for the Panthers. Right, so, so they have Mike Davis, yeah. which benefits you. Benefits me in fantasy. <laughs> this next one, Raiders-Broncos. Andrew's a big Raiders guy. I'm not a huge Raiders guy, but I think they can win this one. I, I don't know. It might be a, gr- it might be a gross game. I'm going to be honest with yeah. you. It might be a weird game, but give me the Raiders. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing Raiders here as well. I Like I said, I'm big on Derek Carr this season. I think he's efficient, can get it done against Broncos at home. And then not playing in mile high, so there's not that factor. Uh, I got the Raiders here. Uh, 32 20, 10 points. I like that. And this next one, big rookie quarterback matchup. We got Justin Herbert and Tua. Not even going to try to say Tonga Vailoa, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> but big matchup here. I've been riding Tua since Tuesday and Monday. Since this past weekend, I've been riding Tua. The Chargers just can't seem to win games for some reason. They just keep blowing them and just keep. Can, they can't figure it out. So give me the Dolphins. I don't know what the score will be. High scoring, you say, though. I I'm, I say this is going to be a high scoring game. Uh, my lock of the week is actually going to be the over in this Dolphins-Chargers game. Over 48 points. But I'm also going to ride with the Dolphins here. I've been hearing so much chatter about Tua being the absolute truth from Dolphins fans. So. Can't wait for the next podcast if they lose and you can say Tua's really not that good. <laughs> but if hey, I, I, I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I don't think he's proved himself enough to call him that good. But we'll see this week. Chargers have good defense, good, good secondary. They do. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. This next game, though, is the hometown boys, the Buffalo Bills at the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think the Bills, I think they're a good team. And they just proved it against Seattle. They, they just did. proved how good they were. But I still, I, it's not even the Buffalo hate bias. I do like him. I do like Josh Allen. I just think that the Cardinals are going to win this one. I think that it'll be another high-scoring one like that, and I think the Cardinals win it 34-30. to 30. All right. Um, yeah, the, the Cardinals got Kenyon Drake back this week, I, I think. But I do, I, do, I do think the Bills are hot. They just came out such a hot win. Beating the, beating the Seahawks, like that, that's crazy, man. Like get, yeah. Getting that NFC, I know it doesn't hold much weight to an AFC team like Buffalo, but getting that NFC win, getting that confidence boost, man, I think the Bills are going to come out with the hot hand here. The offense is going to be scoring. I think the Bills are going to put up 30. I think the Cardinals are going to put up. I honestly think the Cardinals get held to 24. Okay. So I don't mind that. Maybe the Bills D steps up a little bit this week. We'll see. But that Seahawks team that we were talking about, they visit the Rams. Seahawks are 6-2. and two, Rams are 5-3. and three. I think the Rams just had a bye. I don't remember them playing last no, week. No, they did, yeah. Yeah. But the Seahawks, I think there's no chance they really, you know, will lose two in a row, I don't think, to the Rams this week. But I do think it'll be close. One-point game, actually. 28-27 Seahawks. That's a close one. Rams minus 1.5. I think the Seahawks come back pissed off. I think they, they etch up a good game plan. I think they put up a ton of points again. I think the Seahawks are going to win 33-28. to It's going to be a little close, but I still edge the Seahawks here. No, I like that. And this next one we have is another NFC battle. We got the 49ers visiting the Saints. I've been saying for the past few weeks, the 49ers are kind of dead at this point. Everybody's on the IR. It's just at this point the Saints are rolling as well. They're the number one seed now in the NFC. After after I thought maybe they wouldn't be as well, you know, good this year as Drew Brees was, you know, not doing his thing really. But can't count them out though. No, can't ever. And you got to give me the Saints in a high scoring affair, thirty three twenty. Damn, Saints in a high scoring affair. Yep. You think it's a high scoring one? Yeah, thirty three twenty. I like All that. Right. Yeah, yeah, That's I like I that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ride Saints here too. Thirty twenty. Ah, uh, thirty seventeen. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. I mean, what can the 49ers really do at that point? Right. We got your boys here, though. Pittsburgh at Steelers. So Big Ben, he's been negative the past few days of COVID. So that's a good sign. Actually, everybody's been negative for COVID on their team. So if that holds up for just another day. Slated to play. We can play. 
We Big Ben can play. Uh, we can't watch Mason Rudolph because they might lose that game if he plays. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm serious. Man, that guy is horrible. I know he's your boy, but <laughs> but that guy is horrible. I think the Steelers are going to play a close game here because that's what they do. Other than when they whoop the Browns' ass, they play everybody close. But I'm going to obviously still roll my boys 30 to 26. Yeah, uh, Bengals 0 three and one on the road. Steelers obviously four and zero on at home. I really can't can't stray away from the Steelers being eight and zero. I think they're going to improve to nine and zero. The Bengals Ooh, will lose here. Can't believe it. And Sixteen gonna, and zero. It's crazy. I can't <laughs> believe it, but I think the Steelers are going to win pretty handedly. Probably like a 30, 30 to twenty one. And we got another AFC North team here on Sunday Night Football visiting the New England Patriots. We got the Ravens and the Patriots. This one could be a good one, I really do think. And I don't like either of these teams. I don't even know who to root for. Well, I do know who to root for. It's the Patriots. But you got to give me the Ravens still in this matchup. I think it's going to be 27 to 20. They, Belichick, I don't think he can get it done this year. Yeah, I don't think Belichick can do it either. I, I, I'm going to edge Ravens as well. I think the Ravens put up 31 here. I think the Patriots are going to have this be a little bit more close than you think, actually. I think it's going to be 31 to 28. I think game. the Ravens are going to find a way to, or sorry, I think the Patriots are going to find a way to blow it again. Um, but I, I do think that the over hits, and I do think that Patriots plus seven would hit too. You know, it's not the lock, but you know, I, those are bets that I would be relatively confident in. I like that. Wrapping up the week, we got Monday Night Football. This was a tough one to go. We got the Vikings visiting the Bears. Bears are five and four. Vikings are three and five. You know, the Bears have been struggling, a little lackluster on offense lately. The Vikings. And they're kind of hot with Delvin Cook. He's got the hot hand, Delvin Cook. And I, for that reason, I'm going to stick. Somehow the Vikings are favored two and a half on the road, which I guess everybody thinks the Bears are sus. But <laughs> give me the Vikings here. I think they'll win it, you know, 26 to 17. I'm also going to ride Vikings here. I think Delvin's got it against the good Bears. You know, the good Bears front seven, I think, can, you know, Delvin can do it. I think the Vikings got it 32-24. No, oh, I like that. I like that. And that kind of wraps up. Week is this 10 of the NFL season now? Yeah, yeah. week 10. That's crazy. It's crazy how quick this time's going by. It wraps up also the Boston Hard University podcast. And we'll talk to you guys next week on Friday. Yeah, we're gonna do the Friday shows. Until next time, you can find us on Instagram at BSH University Podcast. And then you can see, see that in the link in the bio. We have the Apple Podcast, we have the Spotify. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. And until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.